Blog Talk Radio. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, if you buying ten birds, and mystical buying ten birds, and I go in ten on a bird, nigga, we got thirty nigga, birds. Nigga, my daughter respect is killer, candy dealer, cap peeler, legend maker, take your hoe, break her, make her, shake her ass, tabletop, drop top, candy painted, sixteen switches in a trunk. Nigga, so what you want? I'm about my hustle day and night. Fuck your life. If you play me by my chains, rearrange the game. Got a block from people seven, so live a twelve most. Before we hit the dope, hit him twice. Got my money in my eyes, fucked his wife. Made a fix, pork chop, cheese and rice. A southern villain getting his hustle every night. Nigga pass the dice, Bill Joe. On the come up, hit my point. Got a blaze up, meet my bitch about 10. She shipped that ass for 14. Took a G, breaking them off like peace. It's a pimp in me, trying to get my coins any way I can. See, Tanya walk the West Bank. Got my dick in hand. You gon' pay me, bitch, to ride this shit. I know you with this hustling shit, so hit your knees, trick. Hustling day and night, that's my life. Got this paint on them gold bands, my dope game to the rap game. Hustling day and night, that's my life. Candy paint on them gold bands, my dope game to the rap game. Hustling day and night, that's my life. Candy paint on them gold bands, my dope game to the rap game. Hustling day and night, that's my life. Candy paint on them gold bands, my dope game to the rap game.
want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me. This is Ravendo on MZN Indie Radio. And I just want to let you know we have a, such a great evening for you, uh, full of surprises and full of some uh, real talk. We have our guest on the show today, Mr. Servine, formerly of No Limit Records. You all remember Mr. Master P and Mr. Gold and all those guys. So, Mr. Servine, I have you on the line. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Well, it is hot as hell over here in New Jersey, but I don't know about where you at. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty warm now, and it's pretty warm. We had a little rain, but you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the south, you know what I'm saying? We hot, we warm, we back hot again, so it's cool. <laughs> well, um, it's been a long time, and um, we wanted to find out, you know, what's happening with some of our old favorite artists, and um, I was happy to be able to catch up with you, so... Um, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? You know, let's go back to when you got involved in um, hip hop and rap. I mean, it, it started. I mean, the beginning for me was, I mean, actually, you know, I went to Walter L. Cohen High School in New Orleans, where I went to St. Augustine and Walter L. Cohen. And a friend of mine, Frank Jackson, we used to take the end of the Fat Boys song, right? You know, cassettes back then. And we used to take and do, we used to rewind the instrumentals, me and my guy Frank Jackson, before coin dances. And, you know, I mean, we got into it like that. I mean, just really, and we had, you know, we had favorites, you know, growing up. We had the Gregory D's and Manny Fresh, who y'all know now is world famous Manny Fresh. You know, he was, you know, he was with Ninja Crew and things like that. And they was like, that was like my favorite rapper, Gregory D, you know what I'm saying? Um, Tim Smooth, guys that, you know, from, from New Orleans, man, and things like that, that, you know, really opened the door for a lot of us rapping-wise, you know what I'm saying, that nobody really talk about like they should. And, um, you know, so, and then after that, man, I, you know, I always loved it. I mean, I always was an LL fan, man, to death, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I go way back, you know what I'm saying, of dealing with the schoolie D's, and, and I was a big Cool G rap fan. I mean, Ice-T fan, of course, you know, King T, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm grown, so... You know, it was like I, I listened to a lot of, you know, that type of stuff and Just Ice and things like that. And then once I left and ended up on the East Coast, you know, first for school and then military, you know, I used to just be inside the ship, man, on my free time, just writing and things like that, man, and getting it, you know, just getting it in. And, and one day a friend of mine from Louisville, Corey Dutton, he decided he wanted to, you know, start doing some music and write some stuff. So, you know, I would go to the studio and check them out. And in those studios, man, I used to see people like treaching them, you know what I'm saying? I mean, ran across, you know, saw Jay-Z in Virginia. I mean, you know, when he was just getting out doing a song with Jazz, Hawaiian Sophie, and all that stuff, I mean, I saw these people, you know what I'm saying? So, and a friend of mine was cool with um, Father MC from way back then that had the, the hits and stuff that he had, you know what I mean? So it was, and I would go up to New York every once in a while. And I mean, you know, it was more or less like being from the South and saying you rap at that time. It was like, nah, are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Come on, <laughs> on that's not going to happen. You know, and, and for me, you know, coming from the city of New Orleans, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we're a different city. You know, we, you know, people, when they think of the South, oh, they, they go to screaming country and back and slow thinking, and New Orleans was never like that. We was always ahead. You know, if you wore polos in New York, we wore polos in New Orleans. And it wasn't that we were trying to be like that. So you always start ahead, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and I always said one day, you know, I just want the South to, to get on, and, and I wish I could be one of those guys to do it, 
you know, but at the same time, the ghetto boys was coming and things like that. So, you know, we had so much to look at, and, and then the Cali scene was popping so hard. And so it was almost, for me, I got caught up in the middle because I was a Naughty by Nature fan, real big LL fan, and a NWA fan, Ice Cube fan. So it was like, you know, my rap style was more, you know, East Coast, but my, my language was still down south. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, and then finally I came back home, you know, you know, just keep it real. I got in trouble up there, you know what I'm saying? Caught a simple little case, a little situation. And, you know, it was time for me to come home and start over. Got home and, you know, one of my guys, you know, which who I call my brother C, he decided to say, well, look, you know what I'm saying, man, you got to go to school because you're messing up out here in the city. You know what I'm saying? I really was. I was messing up in the streets, you know, and... It was like, you know, I get out there and still wasn't going to class, but I was at the UC rapping with guys, and I ran into one of New Orleans' best rappers ever. And to me, one of the best in the game ever, MC Dort. He was with a group, 3-9 Posse, and he's, you know what I'm saying, and they had a hit, you know what I'm saying, called Axiomos and things like that, Past the Snake and things. And um, he ended up hooking up with me where I tried to actually battle rap him, and he just killed me, you know what I'm saying? I mean... <laughs> He took my little East Coast style and everything and just, you know, wrapped it up and threw it away. But, you know, I still had to give him a ride home that day. You know, I was driving in because I was getting my little hustle on. And he ended up introducing me to KLC, who everybody know now, multi-platinum producer that did Ludacris Move, bitch, I'm about it. I mean, make him say, uh, and so many other things. And I met Craig B., the other guy that did Ang My Fault. And, you know, it was just more or less like, for me, I know what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew the South deserved more and much more respect. And I just was like, I just want a deal. If I get a deal, I got an idea. Even though I wanted to be LL, but I really wanted to be Russell Simmons. I always wanted to run shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, my, you know, my thing was taking this sound that KL had, you know what I'm saying? And I remember being a fan of Onyx with all that rowdy stuff and all that, you know, they rowdy lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And KL had this sound that was just different. You know, and I'm like, what if we put some stuff like that on there, do some rowdy songs or whatever, we're not. And, you know, we, we, we did the things we did. And at the time, KL basically had everybody in his basement that, you know, names that people going to hear right now. I mean, we we had, you know, Soldier Slim, you know, rest in peace. He's, you know, he's gone. Mia used to come down there. Fiend used to come down there. Juvie used to come down there. I mean, you know, we basically had all the New Orleans hit makers. Mystical was already there. He was like our flagship guide in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and he, he ended up moving on, you know, to big boy records, which, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, so we just decided we was going to make it happen the best way we could. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and um, we we went to start going to conventions, and then we ended up in the Jack the Rappers convention in, in, in Atlanta. And right during that row and Luke Records, they had their fight thing then. So long story short, you know, P came running through him and C because they knew me from playing ball and basketball at the courts and stuff like that. And was like, yo, you straight? I'm like, yeah, we good. And we talked that night, and I gave him some music, and I gave him a song called Get My Serve On. And I think, you know, he listened to what we was doing, you know what I'm saying? And then he hit me up. I got into more trouble, and he was like, yo, you make it to the plane? I got you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, okay. we ended up going to – to California for a year, and, and he was doing this Cali thing. He had his deal with Party. He was really on his last album. And, you know, we had this sound, and this this, this about his, you know, track and, and his language, this different language we were talking, you know, we were talking New Orleans talk. 
And so we kind of, you know, he, he caught hold to it. And so it was like a team thing, like, you know what, here, Bowdy was actually my song. And it was like, yo, it don't matter, do you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and you know, everything took off from there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, the rest is what it is. It's history. Wow, that's a lot of history. You you just had a whole lot of stuff happening for you. Wow. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> you know, it, it was just, you know, but all in my mind always, you know, being in the military and other things, you would have guys that wouldn't respect where you was from if you was from down south, no matter what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, guys up north were like that. And so it was just like, you know, you know, it was always in my heart to make us have respect, the respect we deserve. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's still to this day for me, no matter what. You know, so that was really one of my goals, really, and honestly, to just really, you know, make, you know, if we can't, you can't respect us personally, then guess what? We we always been business people down south. We always been business owners, you know, because of what we've been through, you know, just from slavery to to civil rights and all that, you know what I'm saying? It was you was always taught and pushed in your mind as as a southerner to own something, to always own it. Never never again work for someone. So, you know, I mean, you know, that was the one key that w- with us with labels down there. We we you know, it wasn't that we wanted to be on T V and get that big deal and then get five percent. We always was like, you know what, I can go do this on my own. I'm gonna own me. Nobody gonna own me. You know, and I, I think that was a thing also that stayed in my mind. And when I got with P, he had that same little thing like, yo, why should I get, why should I take 15% and can't pay my rent? You know, that was his thing. So, you know, we it was like a match. You know, I, we had a sound. He had a deal. You know what I'm saying? He needed to take it to another level. And then once he bought, you know, he came, got some New Orleans people, Mia, me, you know, his cousin, Movi, KL, Craig B. I mean, you know, and C was already there, C Murder was already there, you know, and his brother Silk was already there, and Egg, rest in peace, who was already from Cali. You know, everything was put in place to, to do what we wanted to do, which was run this game. And we wanted to smother the game, and it was just that simple. Wow. So um, when you when you first got involved in rap, now, you were you writing your own? all the time, or did you ever use somebody else's uh, lyrics? No, never. No, never. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think what was going through my head and going through my mind, nobody could, I, I could, you know, they, they words, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I listened to Pac a lot and, and, and the things that, you know, he would talk about, you know what I'm saying? And like he said at times, you know, he talked about things he saw just as much what was going through his life. And sometimes it was like, yo, that's my life. That's, you know what I mean? So it wasn't so hard to to write, you know what I'm saying? And I don't get that today when guys get other guys to write for them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I mean, your life every day, you know what I'm saying, every day of your life is a song, every day. If you just sit down and at the end of the day just, just, just write about what happened today, your life is a song. So why you can't write for yourself? That's right. That's why I ask because there's a lot of people that, like you were saying, a lot of people have someone else writing for them as if they didn't have anything to talk about, but you know it turns into a hit regardless. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't allowed at No Limit. You had to handle your own business. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That 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 wasn't allowed. You might have got a hook or two from Fiend, who was like the hook master. You know what I'm saying? But you you nobody wrote for you, man. It was it was so much of a competition that you know you had to handle your business. Nobody had time to write for you. They had to do for themselves. Wow. 
Now, tell us about, you know, how life at um, No Limits was for you prior to, you know, things happening where, you know, you were no longer with them. How was your relationship with everybody, and how did you guys roll together, you know, prior to all this stuff that happened afterwards? I mean, it was family. It was a very deep family. You know, a lot of people didn't see it because we 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 kept it close-knit, and I think that was for the best. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it lasted longer than, you know what I'm saying, than what most major label conglomerates run. And, I mean, it was it was like everybody knew each other. I mean, P and I, all of us knew each other from playing ball, and he had a set standard. He wanted to keep us close. So even if you couldn't play basketball, every day at 4.30 we all went to the gym, and you had to go. It was required. You know what I mean? And and you always looked out for each other. I mean, it was more or less if, if I stopped at Hooters to get some, some shrimp or crabs, crab legs, I had to call and make see who was in the office and see who was in the studio and bring food for everybody. And everybody did the same thing. You know, you you always looked out. Nobody, you know, it, it, it was more or less it was a family situation. And, and it was really military. I mean, you know, we you know we, we, we was required to work out, you know, stay in shape, do what we, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and we did a lot together. And, I mean, you know, it, 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 it was also a competition. And it was good. It was good competition because, you know, if he walked out and said, look, I need somebody on this song, who who got something? You know, everybody stood up, you know what I'm saying? And and then everybody got a chance, and whatever was the hottest, that's what we rolled with. And he didn't just have preferences of who did what. You know, contrary to what so many people believe, and, you know, and then we were men over there. You know, one thing we didn't do, we didn't really get into arguments. If you had a disagreement with somebody, you know what I'm saying, we had a set of boxing gloves. And if you if you if it was that bad that you felt like you wanted to put your hands on somebody, put them gloves on because you know hand you know your hands on somebody is personal. So at no limit, right. every once in a while, sometimes some people gotten gotten the gloves or whatever would not. But after them gloves, they didn't want no more problems with each other. You know, I mean, we didn't. It wasn't no, you know, where people would think that he was this head guy that whatever everybody he said, everybody did. I mean, he respected people as men sat down and talk with you, you know, we, we, you know, if you had a personal problem or whatever, we're not, you know, you sit with him, you know what I'm saying, come to the, he was a personal guy, you know what I mean, whoever he is today, the person that I knew was more of a personal person, when my, my daughter was born, my, my, she's 11 now, he was at the hospital, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and he didn't have to be there, you know, that's the type of person he was, and, and, you know, contrary to believe, we lived well, you know what I'm saying, I mean, some of us owned houses before we even put an album out. You know what I'm saying? And cars and all our stuff was in our names. You know, contrary to what people might have run their mouth out there to say and things like that. I mean, and you know, and I and I felt even our pay system was 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 better than than what I think any other other label ever did. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, so it, it it was it was more family oriented. You know, up until a point, and you know that was the point for me where when it seemed like things were not as family and close no more. You know what I'm saying? Where you know you had one group over here and one group over there, and when it got like that for me, I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't feel that. That wasn't what we was built on. You know, right. and even with the de- decisions of the label, when it comes to marketing, everybody had an input. You had an input on how you want your album. You know, you just began. You, you had two weeks to do your album. You had to turn in at least 35 songs. You know what I'm saying? And you did you did your work. And he didn't tell you how to do your album, what some what you should do. Uh, nobody gave you them directions. You just got in there and worked, and that was the most freedom. Any no, Not a major artist right now can say that they got control over the album. That's you know so what I mean? And, 
and we, we did what we wanted to do with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and all he did was grab it, you know what I'm saying, bring it, turn it in, you know what I'm saying, break us, you know, pay us and things like that. And, you know, and, and it was it was a good situation until, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, tell us about, you know, like what you think was the, the beginning of the dissolution of the organization, you know, the family unit and all that. You know, what kind of uh, things took place that caused that to happen? I think, you know, really, you know, it's so crazy when I say this and everybody out there that's listening, you know, what really broke our label up, man. It was so crazy. But I think a lot, you know, you know, Pete looked at a lot also. He started really backing away from things. And, you know, as far as, you know, Pop Deck took a lot from him. You know what I'm saying? He kind of really got quiet and backed away a lot, you know what I'm saying, I mean, because then now he was that guy, you know what I'm saying, and then he became that guy in a way that, you know, that I don't think no rapper, Puffy, Jay, none of them at the time, you know what I'm saying, was doing it like that, and and, and, and what I'm saying, I don't care, nobody want, anybody wants to dispute it, we can dispute it, you know what I'm saying, I mean, he was a guy that was head of his, 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 his label, and he was one of the main artists on his label, you know what I'm saying, and ridiculous money, ridiculous opportunities, everything, I mean, and it was a lot on him, and then it was also a bullseye on him, and I think he just looked at it like, you know, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, and he started really backing away from it, and once he did that, you know, he left his, his, the label in the hands of one of the execs that that was also a manager and that was doing some work, and that wasn't a good thing, you know what I'm saying, because this guy, you know, wasn't cut from our cloth or whatever, would not, and then I started seeing you know, like I said, you might have where well, we all would be together and do things and, and whatever would not, where you see one rapper over here and then his his guys and another rapper over there and his guys, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you start seeing the distance. We didn't fly on planes together no more like we did. You know what I mean? You know, we do a show and, and this set going in that van and this set going in the other van where, you know, where we always rode and die together. That's the way we looked at it. And, and then the situation came where I guess the label was being sold and, you know, he was going to, you know, which was a smart thing to do, the type of money they were offering him, you know, and he was going to make sure all of us were set for life and and we all would have our own label situations, you know, certain people that had been there a while, you know, me, one of them. And um, I think, you know, he was doing the right thing because I think he wanted to get away from it. And I respect what he was doing. He wasn't walking away and leaving people hanging. And then right. it became a situation, you know, when you're dealing with those, then contracts come involved. And what people didn't know about No Limit, you know, we never had contracts. We was on our word. We was on our word in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a man, you're a man, I'm going to pay you this. And that's mm-hmm. what he did. And he paid us that way. And, you know, um, then we had to sign contracts because you couldn't sell catalogs, so you signed contracts. And once mm-hmm. that came about, you know, people had disputes like, yo, I was getting paid this, why am I signing for this? You know what I'm saying? And people wanted to look at lawyers, and we always been so close-knit, we never had to go that route. And then I mm-hmm. think with him, he looked at it like, yo, why y'all not trusting me and everybody bringing contracts? And then the big issue was the producers. You know, mm-hmm. they were the only producers we ever knew. knew you know what I'm saying? Right. And so when, when you think about it, it was like, okay, now the producers wanted to, you know, let, let the lawyer look at stuff. And and what I'm about to tell you is just show you how crazy this life is with a label mm-hmm. to fall like that. Um, Dope P actually called one day and was talking 
to the guy in the office, and he had him on intercom. And he asked the guys, you know, sign the contract to producers. And they said, no, they won't look at a lawyer. But the guy had them sitting right there listening, letting, you know, a conversation that they shouldn't have heard. And P made a remark like, you know, fuck him. You know, like, and he, that's something he didn't mean. You feel what I'm saying? I know him. Right. You know, you some people, everybody say fuck something to somebody that they love, but behind their back here and there, but then they still love him. And when mm-hmm. the producers heard that, that was like, yo, I can't believe he said that. And they walked off. And mm-hmm. and instead of grown men sitting down and talking, right. you know what I'm saying, they both stayed their distance and it got worse. And then when they walked away, and P is a stubborn guy, where he's like, yeah, I want to say I'm sorry, but you know what, I'm not going to do it. Or I'll, You know what I'm saying, or he'll do it some other way. He stayed his distance. And once the producers left, all the artists, no one wanted to work with the new producers. You're, you're not going to just bring some other producers in, and guys were so close-knit, like, I don't want to work with these guys. So then that caused a lot of discontent. And for me, I was caught in the middle because I brought two of the main producers to No Limit. You know, which was the main one, KL, and he and P were like Dre and Snoop. And you now you have that part on. And it's like, okay, hey, you go get him back. And I'm like, all right, he's a man. I can't make him come back. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so then it's like, okay, let me turn my album in. And this is when I had the problem because when I turned my album in, we would get advancement. You know, and then it was like, yo, okay, I'm going to get you your advancement. And he never did that. Like, I'm going to get you your advancement once you talk to him. Like, basically... I'll give you your advancement if he you bring him back. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to disrespect me like that. You you didn't even raise me like that. So, mm. you know, it was like, and it was a very huge advancement. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, you're going to play with my money, you know, which is playing with my family, so because of your situation. And, you know, and I even, you know, tried to say hopefully they talk or whatever would not, and it never happened. And so mm. then the producers went on their way and, he being stubborn, he, you know, he, he never reached out, you know what I'm saying? And, and even though he wanted to because it would get back to other people like, yo, won't you tell them, man, to act, you know, holler at me? Or won't you holler at them? You know what I'm saying? And it was like the people that he had around him now at that point in time, he couldn't show that, I guess, show that it's not weakness. It was the right thing to do, but it would look like weakness and holler at mm-hmm. these guys, you know what I'm saying? You know, right. where, where when you sit back and talk like, fuck them, we don't need them. We got some other producers. But for you to go back, that wouldn't look good, I guess, as a leader at that time. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, basically right. they went their way. And when they went their way, people like Fiend was like, you know what, I'm going my way. Mystical, I'm going my way. And for me, it was personal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, you play with my family and my money. You know what I'm saying? And so I just went on about, went my way, called them and told them, look, I can't do this no more. I holler, you know what I'm saying, appreciate it, and I'm gone by my business. And he was like, you sure that's what you want to do? I'm like, fuck, you raised me to be a man, homie, and I'm going to handle it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good, you know what I'm saying? And we went on, and I went about my business. And, you know, even as time went on, things could have came back together, but, you know, at the same time, he being stubborn, you know what I'm saying, and then the producers, you know, you know, they, they struck out on their own, and they was like, and then and at times he would break the rules that we had, you know, because we, we, we wasn't like other rappers. We didn't talk about guys. See all that beefing and stuff that yeah. some of these rappers do today? That's cowardly yeah. to me. And you can, you can quote me saying that because real men don't rap about other men on albums. You know what I'm saying? And, and, <laughs> and, 
And then once he started, and once he started doing that, saying things about them, that made it worse, you know. And mm-hmm. he broke a rule that he taught us. And then once a lot of us heard that stuff, it was like, okay, it wasn't harsh, but it was just the point he said it. And I think that made us look at him like, yo, he hurt, his feelings hurt because we didn't come back, you know what I'm saying, and we didn't work it out, and now he's making it worse. And the producers were like, we'll never come back, and that was the end of No Limit. Mm-mm-mm. Just on a wow. simple, a simple fuck them, and they wasn't supposed to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it wasn't what everybody said, and, and you know, and let me clear the air with people talking about people used to get beat up or they were scared of people, this and that, and it wasn't none of that. You know what I'm saying? None of yeah, that. Yeah, I heard happened. rumors like that. I couldn't imagine nothing like that, but, you know, but you uh, never know. But I'm glad you yeah, cleared that up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's dead road things and all that. Them guys, I guess, yeah. that's how they, that's how they, that's how they rolled over there. You know what I'm saying? But, I saw video you know, footage of that, so they can't even yeah. say no, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's them. But you know, down south, that's you're not gonna no disrespect. You're not gonna. Put your hands on somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? And and, and right. we didn't we didn't we didn't do it like that, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and it it it, it didn't, you know. He went and got the new No Limit and stuff, you know. And people fans didn't feel that, you know what I'm saying? And I really felt that was like a bad mistake, you know, to 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 try to recreate something, you know what I'm saying? You you know you can't recreate a sound, you can't re- recreate an error, you know what I'm saying? But Right. You know, yeah, you need to solve the issue first, and then you can yeah. go and let bygones be bygones and go on and start a new chapter. But if you never clear up mm-hmm. the past issue, you people going to still hold on to that resentment and still mm-hmm. bring that up at times when it looks like it's happening again. So you got to clear mm-hmm. all that stuff up first. Then you can move on. Maybe that was a big mistake. You know, not yeah. not clearing that up. Maybe he was too stubborn to clear it up. I don't know. Yeah, he was too but, proud. That's him. He yeah. just was proud. That's him. He's always I mean, been it, like it's that. It's a man thing, you know, because it could have just easily been like, just you know, all done, squash everything. Let's start fresh. Tomorrow's another day. I apologize. You apologize. Let's do what we're supposed to do here. Period. You know, that's what the way it should have been. Yeah, you, and, and 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 it could have been easily happened that way, but also. He also had other people around him that started being around him that, you know, because every label have them. You have the little, I call them, I know I could say it on here, I call them the little bitch boys, the ones that sit around <laughs> and, and they run in between in the street and say, hey, he said this, and then a friend of mine will hear it and come back and tell me, yeah, they said he said this, that, and that, and that. And that used to just make it so worse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and... And then it just got to that point where, you know, we was like, and then we started seeing the stuff that he was doing, the songs and the videos and all that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't his work ethic. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This guy was a hard worker. He was a planner. He was a thinker. You know, and then he had us around him that he gave, we gave him input on, hey, we should do it this way. We should do this that way. And we did it as like, almost like a round table, you know. But then right. you get guys around you that are a bunch of yes guys and don't know no better, and they're just happy to be there, and they're not their own men. You know, if he sat down and said, hey, I'm going a, I'm to a do this video and be in, in, in a silver balloon suit, you know what I'm saying? And they're not going to say, <laughs> no, don't do that. That's not good. They're going to say, yeah, P, let's roll with it. And, you know, a lot of stuff, we watched it, and we was just like, you know, like even today, it's, it's, it's so disrespectful that, you know, 
you know, that, you know, Jay-Z, Puffy, all the labels still haven't sold the records we sold, but we don't get the respect like we should get. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's because after we left, the, the road he traveled and the things, how he did it, it, it pushed it down so bad where it was like, yo, I can't even fuck with them no more. You know, or that mm-hmm. brand or that name. You know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. and I think that... Because yeah, it's not the same. No, nah, and, and, you know, and it didn't look the same, man. And, and you know, it just, it, it was a lot, man. And, and that's, that's most the only thing that really bothered me to this day, you know what I'm saying? Because I know how hard we fought, you know, where we didn't get respect because we were from down south. And then we then we had the whole world by itself. Not an artist in, in the game today could say when we put albums out, they wasn't afraid to put them out because we smothered them and we made sure they didn't sell. You know what I'm saying? And, and and they know that. You know what I'm saying? They know it. That's what a lot of them today that sell records, when they see some of us, you know, they speak. You know what I'm saying? And they, they speak the correct way. They don't just, you know, like, okay, yeah, I'm selling records. What about you now? I mean, you, you are me. If you from now south, you are you are you are no limit artist. Anything you doing street and tough shit, where you think you got it from? If you mm-hmm. start putting out more than three albums a year, you know what I'm saying? Where do you think you learned that from? Where that came from? You you know your blueprint. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So and that's the sad part. We still don't get that 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 respect, you know what I'm saying? I mean that that you know, that just like you know, and I and I know I've said his name because 'cause I'm a Jay Z fan, I love Jay. And the perfect example is on the Star is Born. And I, and I, I want to say this, you know, because I said on my new album, you know, it's like, yo, on the Star is Born, Jay didn't even say our name. Every day a Star is Born, he didn't even say our name. But asking where he got his blueprint to the rap game at. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's a shame. You know what I'm saying? And I think it had to do with a lot after we left and the decisions that P made. Yeah, it's pretty much if you set the pace. Some folks are going to take advantage of that, you know, and and not give you recognition for anything positive. They just going to focus mm-hmm. on the negatives, and then they just start building up their little stories to keep you down. And that's yeah. what it seems like it happened. A lot of stories out there, you know, it's always out there. Every time there's an issue between people on the label, it's like it's good to have a forum where you can all come and like say how you feel about stuff, but. Basically, mm-hmm. you should have been said while you was right there present with each other while it was happening to avoid all the nonsense that happens afterwards. So Yeah, and then afterward also, excuse me to interrupt you, afterward, uh-huh. you know, we had a lot of people, because he was so big and our shit was so big, you know, from radio to labels and all that, you know, right. when we left, you know, it was people that was like, yo, I want to give you a deal. And then the next thing you know, that deal disappeared. Then you had radio guys that would, would not even play out any of uh, our stuff. A lot of guys that left, they wouldn't play it. And then, you know, we got to the point, I know myself, you know, no, not saying no radio names that I caught one of them, you know what I'm saying, and was like, yo, you know, why are you not playing my stuff? Well, you know I'm down with P. I'm like, okay, so, dude, now if I slap the shit out you, you going to call P and tell him, when you tell him I did it, know what he going to tell you? Leave that alone. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you know what I'm saying? He, he's, not, he's not a game. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, don't get caught in the middle of some shit you don't understand. And a lot of guys took, they took sides. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny, these, some of these guys are nowhere to be found, and some of these guys now are like, yo, can we, Action, Fiend, Mystical, all of us are like, yo, can I, get a, can I get a song for my mix CD? Can I do this and that? You was the same guy that took sides. And a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they really, 
it, it was like real crazy where people at at labels were like, "Yo, I love your album." I know for my for me that when I did some shopping around, you know what I'm saying, it was like, "I love your album, but I, I don't want to do a deal because I'm supposed to do something one of my artists with P and." You know, and if you do something with, with one of y'all, he's not going to do something with y'all. That was something he did, you know, and, and for me it took Selecto Hits, who was like, fuck that, you know, and, and gave me a deal and let me put my independence out, which did well, you know what I'm saying? And and, mm-hmm. and the thing about it was a lot, like I said, it, it was just a lot that went on after that to me showed, you know, the game where where a lot of people showed their manhood, where, you know, that we're followers, you know what I'm saying? And then it showed mm-hmm. me how big also this No Limit thing was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, you know, you, you understand it's big, but when you're within it, you really don't pay too much attention. You just do what you do. And then once out of it, you know, I saw how big it was where people really, really, really took, you feel what I'm saying? They right. They really took sides, man, and I, it, it was crazy. That sounds crazy. Anytime you do something like that, especially you're not even involved in the direct issue, and you're going to take sides instead of handling your business, I mean, you really should just do whatever is good for you, not between those Uh two people that are against each other. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. I can't even see how they thought that was okay. Man, people will tell tell me, yo, that song is so hot, but I can't play it, dude. And I would just be like, yeah, and I just got to a point where I was like, okay, the next person tell me that, I'm 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 a deal with him. I'm I'm a dude. I'm a play shield night. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and and that's and that and that's what point it got to. You know what I'm saying? At, at times, and but you know that was just that time. You know what I'm saying? And everything that was going on. Mm-mm. Now, do you think they were just, you know, trying to phase you guys out, thinking that people's gonna get some new crew? No, I think. All of them had something to gain because P was the one guy that I think, you know, like I say, I learned, I learned a lot from him. And what he would do with a lot of radio stations, you know, in the beginning, no matter how big we were, we was getting, he would be like, yo, play my shit. You play our shit, I'll come back and do a show for you. You know what I'm saying? For free. And, you know, and he would hold his word. So that meant a lot to a lot of those guys at radio stations and whatever would not. And then he would always, you know, we, we were marketing machines. So, you know, if we got an album coming out, we he pressing up 10,000 T-shirts and each radio station in the United States getting at least 100 of them to give away. And, you know, he, he you know they kept he kept them straight. And, you know what I mean? And so when you look at the situation, it was almost like, you know, he almost could say business-wise, how can I blame you? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, I know you can sell records, dude. I know this album is hot, but this guy here is contributing to my radio station in a big way. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go with the, you know, with the guy that learned from him that possibly can be a star, already is a little bit, but possibly can be a big star if you take a chance on him or the guy that's already a star and really running this whole industry. So, you know, business decision-wise, you know, if you choose, like they say, the order war, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you choose the side that makes sense before the battle begins. And, I mean, I think that's what a lot of them did. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then, you know, in the end, a lot of them got bad things to say now, man. They try to say when I see them now, they, man, he ain't shit, he ain't do this, he ain't do that. And I'm like, first of all, I could say that, but you really can't. So don't, you know what I'm saying? You go ahead on if I choose to right. say that. But you bought that on yourself. You know what I'm saying? You bought that on yourself. I mean, 
a lot of them in the end, he he turned his back like, I don't deal with this shit. I don't deal with whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, that's how the game goes. Mm. So are you on the indie label now, or you you have your own label? No, I have Lifetime Entertainment. I started that in 2001. And, you know, I, I, I kept putting out albums. And, I mean, I you know, I, I, I learned the situation where it was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I got tired of the game. You know, I was I was missing family life and things like that. So I would put out independent albums and you know and sell forty, fifty thousand and make nice money and just mm-hmm. relax and don't worry about being on TV. You know, don't worry about being you know like everybody wants to be on videos and be on TV and be seen. I didn't really care about that because that's how we were taught. We didn't really worry about all that shit. We just wanted mm-hmm. to sell records and make money and do what we do. And and right. keep and keep a core audience, and that's what I really did for for a lot of years, you know. And then I just decided, like in in two thousand three, two thousand four, I just was like, you know, I had enough, you know. I really wanted to get away from it, you know what I'm saying? And and I settled down and 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 did the family thing, you know, for a while, and you know, and and you know, and I mean, I still recorded because I mean, I have so much material. I mean, just recently. Actually, June first, five unreleased albums were were dropped on me through Crazy Insane Music Network. It's this thing out of Utah. It's it's, it's a real money making thing that they're doing, and I'm their flagship artist. So I have stuff from 2004 to 2008 that I did at my home that I never let nobody hear, and it was dropped June first. You know what I mean? And you know, so I, I just I just got away from it for a while because I just. I wasn't feeling it. I wanted my life back. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be regular. Right. I wanted to be daddy. I wanted to go go to nursery and, you know what I mean, I wanted to go to high school games, you know, with, with one of my daughters and things like that. I mean, I just I just really was like, y'all can have this for a minute. And then I was paying attention to the game. I wasn't really, I wasn't feeling too many people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really right. wasn't. It didn't make me feel like, yo, I want to go do a song like, you know, hotter than his. I didn't really feel it. I just think things changed a lot, and, you know, I kind of got away from it, you know, up until really last year, you know what I'm saying, where, mm-hmm. you know, some deals was put on the table, and, you know, and it was just like they were too good to walk away from, and then at the same time, it was like I got this feeling again, but it was more of a disrespect, like, you know what, they not respecting what the, what the fuck we were. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not going to just walk away like that and let that happen. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of these artists, I don't really be impressed with them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and especially the South, I'm 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 disappointed. You know what I'm saying? That some of the stuff that go on in the South and some of the music, and I'm like, and then disappointed at the things they do. You know, as artists, some of them, when they have a hit record, they don't put another guy from the South on it. They run and go put somebody from another coast on it, and I'm like, well, they do the same for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, rap is all one one thing, and it should be all one brotherhood, but let's be real, it's not. We are a fraternity, but we don't really act like it. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just like, you know what? You know, and then it just seemed like time was coming. Mystical was coming home. Fiend has been doing so well, man. It's ridiculous how well he's been doing. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it was just like, you know what? It's a funny feeling, and then... The stuff happened with C Murder, which hurt me a lot, and that's another yeah, that thing that kind of pushed me back, you know. And and Max still in jail, 
I mean, it was just like, you know what, if C was out here, he would be putting albums out. Why am I not right. doing it? And, right. and that's, that's you know, at least I need to be doing that and, and, and saying his name, you know what I'm saying, until he get back out here or whatever or not. You know, I mean, you know, and I, and I, and that's another thing that made me realize, like, you know, and then I feel, and, I, and, and I'm an arrogant person. I'm very arrogant, and I, you know, and I tell, say anything. I don't think, you know, honestly, any artists out here too much can fuck with what I do. You know, some artists can rap can rap on, yeah, any type of music, but they rap the same way. I can right. adapt to anything, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter what song it is. If it's a Bone Thugs and Harmony, Flip Side, Twister Style, I got that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you want if you want to do Jay-Z, style, I got that. You know what I'm saying? You want anything Skullface Style, which is one of my heroes, got that. You want to go to Cali, we can do that. You know what I'm saying? You want however you want to do it and get it, I can get it. You know, and, 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 you know, and I've gotten that point, like, you know what, let me get what I feel belong to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel right now. That's right. Now, I wanted to go back to um, C-Murder, and what I'd like you to do, since you knew him very personally, and, you know, everybody listens to the media and pretty much believes the media, but can you give us, like, your your feeling about his personality and how you felt about that situation. You don't have to, like, give us any, like, direct details or nothing, but mm-hmm. so people know that, you know, how he really was as a person. I mean, you know what people don't understand, man. They see this 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 guy, you know what I'm saying, I've been knowing him since we was younger. We played ball on the same course together, followed each other different courts, you know what I'm saying. Man, this guy would do anything for anyone, even if he didn't know you. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you were somebody standing there and you, you showed a dollar or something and you want something to eat. He'll tell you, put your money up, man. I'll get, and this was before music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, greatest respect, you know what I'm saying, for his elders, for, for females. You know what I'm saying? I mean, would do anything in the world for you. And he has a big-ass heart, but he also has, he's not afraid of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And he don't start nothing like people would think. He never, he never was one to start like bullshit, but he was the right. one to end it. He was the wrong one to that you would think you see this little slim guy with tattoos and say, oh, yeah, I'll fuck with him. No, that's the wrong one to do it with, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, and that's the bad side, you know, his temper. You know, he had a temper that's like once he gets started, you know, hey. But at the same time, that situation, I know in my heart he didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? And I know from personally personal people who were there that he did not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and one number one, why I know he didn't do it from my heart is that, number one, he would never hurt a youngster, especially, you know, someone that was trying to rap or whatever, would not, even if the youngster got smart with him, that's below him to even put his hands on him. You know, he'd have more or less like, look, get out of my face or whatever, would not. You know what I mean? And even if that, whatever the situation was, but from personal knowledge from someone that was there, he didn't do that. But, you know, we are always a victim of of, of, of of the cover of our book. You know what I'm saying? C Murder, you know, he's a rapper, high-profile rapper. And then that case was in a, in a parish in New Orleans, you know, Jefferson, Kenner, whichever one, both them, very racist parishes, extremely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was a notch in their belt. They wasn't going to let that go. You know what right. I'm saying? They wasn't going to let him go. That was That was something, you know, and then New Orleans murder rate was so bad at the time. That was something to say, you know what, we're not a game. Even if he got money, he's not getting away with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he really paid a cost. And then also, you know, 
I think he fell victim to to that street thing that, you know, hey, I'm going to take this to my grave with me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. he, you know, he didn't do it, and he know he didn't do it. You know what I'm so saying? But at the same time, it, and he's not, and that's that's him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I mean, and, and I think, you know, at the same time, I mean, you know, because he's a good family man, and I want people to understand him, man. He loves his kids. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, he, he's, you know, he's the type of guy, you know what I'm saying, that, that like, with my kids, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they love him to death. My daughter, you know, my, my daughter, the one that knows him, you know, he played with her, come get her, different things. You know, he, no matter what the situation is, you know, I was married once. My ex-wife, they were very close, you know what I'm saying? That was his girl. They were good people. He, he, he has a big heart. He would do anything for anyone. His last dollar would go to them. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that to help him get out of jail or whatever or not, but people got to understand that he's a victim of what, what, what he decided to choose to be in life, which is a rapper, and then he happened to be, you know, you know, with the, you know, doing gangster music and his lyrics and different things like that in his name, and they wasn't gonna let that go. You of know course, because that's they, all they, over know, media. That's the part you know, that's they, all yeah. over. And I mean, you know, and the sad part, nobody saw. You know, what I'm saying, if if, if someone lost a child in, in in the hood he was at or whatever hood, he took mm-hmm. care of that. You know what I'm saying? If they needed something, I mean, if, if he was around, you never went without nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and yes, he had your back if you had a problem. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's how we all were with each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I just think he was a victim of the circumstances of the life he chose and the name he chose to go under. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's it. Now, as far as, you know, people who know him and love him and all that are they showing him their love while he's away because you know sometimes people get wrapped up in their life they forget about our loved ones that's kind of locked mm-hmm. up the well people, i mean you know do they do they, I mean, do they the show street, him the love yes i mean they they write him in things like that and and you know in his name you know what i'm saying i mean it's hard for me you know because i never went to see him you know what i'm saying because i, I can't see I can't see my guy behind bars and then, you know, any friend of mine and then leave, you know, and I can't take him with me. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's been hard for me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and you know, his family, man, his father, his sister, them, they 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 go to the ends, man. His grandmother, his aunts, them, they give everything they got, you know, every dime, every piece to, to make sure, and, you know, in their time or whatever, whatnot, man, it's, you know, they, they, they his family is really stuck by him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know his reports with him and P and things like that, you know, where P really haven't helped him out or whatever, whatnot, but that's something between them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I, I, I would hope that's not the case. You feel what yeah, I'm saying? I would, I would really hope too. it's not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because. that's his brother be, because, believe me, if back in the days, if, if, if anybody other than looked at P wrong, you had hell to pay from him, mm-hmm. from his little brother. I promise you that. You know, so I, I would hope that's not it. You know, you hear things, you know, and I don't get involved with that because I probably I try to ignore that, that he would do that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, I don't know. But I know his father, for, for a fact, his sister, his aunt, his grandmother, them, they, you know, they go to the ends for him, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and, and his little label, TRU, them guys are out every day, you know, trying to, to, to continue doing things to push the music, to, to, to keep money, 
going to his lawyers and everything else, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and, and, and keep him out there or whatever would not, you know, keep his name out there. And then his fans have been real thick for him. I mean, they really have, you know, so that's the best I know about that. That's good. Now, you have you had a song that I just played with Mystical on it. Um, you know, I, I know Mystical was recently released, and he's just mm. been on his grind. So how has yeah. things been with him since he got out? Because look like he just dropped man. right back into his work. Nah, he's, he's always been a workaholic, man. And it's like we laughed because we was like, yeah, our champ coming home. You know what I'm saying? Now what? You know, y'all played a few games a lot of these years. Now, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know who the man was when he went in, and now he's back. And he's going to take back what belonged to him. You know what I'm saying? And rappers know that. They know that. They 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 know they gonna they they want to do a song with him and get their ass butts on the song like he always do to everybody he he get on the song with. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and, I love you know, it because I, I heard the one yeah. he did with Lloyd. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! In the video, like in the video, the video is so hood. You know, and Lloyd was gangster for doing that. You know, oh, yeah. Lloyd is from down there. You know what I'm saying? He's from from New Orleans, but you know the thing about it is, you know, Mystical is home. He's working like crazy. I mean, his mindset's still the same. You know, he's still, you know, like, you know, for us, that's just still our guy. You know, we're still laughing, joking, but he on his grind real hard. But they're giving him problems, you know, like his, his, his PO. You know, that's crazy when you have to pay pay your, your probation officer. But at the same time, you're giving him problems about going to do shows. Okay, why are you going to stop his right to work, you know? But that's the system. You know what I'm saying? Because he hit the streets rolling and he's been in the in, – and he's nonstop with it. I mean, he works like crazy, man. I mean, I've, I've, you know, just it's almost like you catch him, you got to catch him when he's in the studio, and if not, he's gone for a few days, and he's back in the yoke for three, four days straight. I mean, and he's not playing. He's getting it, and, and his new shit, I promise y'all, man, that, you know, I'm going to put it like this, they better get their game up out there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I you heard, better get the game well, up. The two songs I heard plus the one you got with him. I heard that one, I Don't, I don't Like You. I like that one. I love that one. Oh, my God. I play that every day. That's, that's so hot. And I, when I, he, I, well, I receive all the, the new stuff before it hits the radio, and mm. I was like, Mystical, oh, snap, Mystical, I got a new song out. So I was surprised that um he had did something so fast, you know. And, like, nah, I had seen yo. He came home, he saw mom, saw the kids, you know, for a day, and then he was in the yo the next day, and he just been, when you hear his new stuff, I swear to you, man, I, I don't care. And all everybody out there listening, you know what I'm saying, y'all going to bow. They going to bow down. Every rapper, they going to bow down. He going to It's over. You know what I'm saying? It's over. And, you know, y'all wouldn't, y'all y'all play the game and wouldn't really let, let you know, wouldn't give it back to us. You know, now we're going to take it. You know what I'm saying? In New Orleans is 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 really serious. Is is you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers, I promise you. You know what I'm saying? You look at Wayne. You know he's 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 sitting right now and he'll be home. He went in he went in the champ and you know what I'm saying? He'll come out and not our other champ is home. You know what I'm saying? I mean and and Fiend got shit and and I have shit. You know what I'm saying? Juvie got new stuff that he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean man and we got young guys down here. You know and I'm definitely mentioning name. You know. Over there by KLM, you know they you got this guy man. He he he's Calico, January Walker. He's on shit with Mystical and Buster Rhymes, and I guarantee wow. he hold it. He hold his nuts. I'm gonna say it like that. And he's a beast. <laughs> and Fiend got a young artist, you know, Corner Boy Pete. That's ridiculous. 
I have a young artist called Cuddy, Young Cuddy, and I mean, he's ridiculous. I mean, we have the future under us. You know, and Mystical have, you know, have his little brother, and and, and, and he's a beast. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, and Juvie got young guys that he got coming behind him, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in New Orleans is, is, is we, we, you know, currency, and, and I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, that right now that, honestly, they better get ready. We're going to get the summer, we're going to get the fall, we're going to get the winter, and we're going to come back through the spring <laughs> to the summer again. I promise you. I promise. And then on top of that, oh, we already, we got a Super Bowl in our city, so we already champs. So uh -oh. <laughs> I, I promise. I put everything on it that if your city ain't, if your city, the rest of the, all the mother cities, New York, everywhere else, they, they might as well get together on one song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I promise you because. We we taking back what we, we ran it before and we're going to run it again, you know, and you still got cash money with Baby them and all this young money, all this. I mean, you know, New Orleans is like, it's about to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's about to be a serious problem. Well, I'm I'm supposed to be out that way for the Essence um, Music Festival uh, 4th yeah. of July weekend so I can yeah. do a live broadcast for um, yeah. the show. And that will be the, the Cool. I don't even know if I'm going to get to see anybody perform or anything because I'm just really there to see Miss Janet. Ah, uh, okay. So. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> but, feel um, you. I feel you. I mean, this is going to be – I've never been there before, so I guess I get a taste of, you know, how things You're going to love it. You're going you're gonna to love it, man. Our city right now, you know, of course, we went through the tragedy of Katrina, but our right. city has always been strong people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we – you know, we're the type of people that can, you know, we can smile through the darkness. You know, and, and, and you know, people have come back. They, you know, they're, they're better than themselves. Some people are, are living better now than they did before the storm. They took advantages of the situation. And, I mean, and, and our city is based on revenue from from things like, like Essence and, and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, it's it's such a good thing that Essence continues to come down there. But at the same time, we, we, we are a very hospitable city. And so you'll love it. You'll enjoy yourself. The food is good. You know what I'm saying? The party's going to be straight. And, I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, if you're not used to staying up after 2 o'clock, man, don't, don't come down here. You know what I'm saying? Just, just oh, go I ahead and stay where you're at. Sure. You I'm know, because it's the all-night thing, man. It's, It'll be you know, like, I, like I, <laughs> Yeah, but I, that's what I call it. I call, you know, on my new album, I call it, you know, the New Vegas, New Sin City, where yeah. we call it, you know, I, we call it, I call it the new sex city, you know what I'm saying, sexy city. <laughs> females, you know, they, they get their sexy on. We have some of the most beautiful and jazzy and down-to-earth and die-hard women, you know what I'm saying, that you, you you love for life, you know, and then they, they get they, they get their sex in the city on. They they look, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and, and then, you know, the city never sleeps. We we get it on, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and, you know, it, it, it surprises people when they come because they think of Southern City, so, you know, going to be backwards and all that stuff, and they think of gold mm -hmm. feet and all that. Yeah, you see all that, but we have guys, you know, money makers. We got guys that are businessmen down there. A lot. This is a 70% black city, and, and, you know, everybody, basically, a lot of people own their own businesses. Females have great jobs down here, man. I mean, it's like, honestly, it's, it's a city that it's not a bad city to raise, and I'm, I'm just being honest. You're African-American. It's, it's not, you know, contrary to you hear about the violence and stuff like that, that's in the areas that you, if you go looking for that, it happens to you. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's a good city. You know, the educational system is getting better than what it was after Katrina. It has a long way to go. 
but it's getting better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, you know, I mean, it's 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 a strong black city. I mean, it's it's a place where your child still get heritage. You know what I'm saying? You know, and learn about the heritage because it's a you know historic city or whatnot. But you know, you also get your party on. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, Vegas is what Vegas is. You know what I'm saying, and things like that. But I think we got Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I promise <laughs> you, we got Vegas. They might have more casinos, but we got the biggest <laughs> land-based casino. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, and 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 then we got clubs. I mean, for every level. You understand? I mean, when I mean every level, if you thugging, we got thugging clubs. You can go to them. You know what I'm saying? If you like your sex in the city, look, we got the Republics and the Metros. You got your in between. You got 7140. That's a club where. You know, it might have a little hood in it, but at the same time, they get, they get their little sex in the city on in there. I mean, we have, you come in the hood in the corner ballrooms, and, and I mean, you know, it's still, you still can enjoy yourself and have fun and, and you know, food, you know, people are hospitable, man. You, you know, nobody turn you away if you want something to eat, whatever the sense is. I mean, it's always supportive. You can show up. Nobody going to be like, who are you? You know, just, I mean, we, we like that. You know what I'm saying? And you you going to enjoy it. You will see for yourself. Hey, well, I'll be down here. I'm sure it's going to be live because it's 4th of July weekend. It's going to be and hot, too, so don't, don't come down there with no long sleeve. <laughs> I know. Don't come with no long <laughs> And bring your cute stuff. Bring your cute stuff. You know, come, yeah. come get your cute on. I'm telling you. <laughs> come get your cute on. Well, I'm going to have to bring somebody to be my designated driver, too. <laughs> hey, hey. It's all right. You got to make sure you do that. If, you know what I'm saying? Because um, yeah, yeah. You know, in the, in the drinks down there, you know, you ain't. It's not ten, twelve dollars for a drink, man. You and clubs are not expensive, man. I mean, you know, you yeah. You might need a little designated driver. All the, all the cabs is good. You you know, you get it. You you do the cab thing. You know, it depends on where your hotel at. You might not need no driver. If it's downtown, yeah. that's where everything is at. So you could just stagger on back to your hotel. You know, you'd be all right. Stagger. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be all right. I'll be in somebody else's room. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Who are you? Hey, hey, hey. It can happen in New Orleans, baby. <laughs> it can it, it can happen in, what, like, Vegas. What goes on in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. Yeah, it's cool. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm going to that part when I do the broadcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you you might not want to do a live broadcast from somebody else's room, baby. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Don't. No, 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 no. Now, nah. um, let me ask you, because, you know, I ask everybody that I get on here, especially my old school people, you know, cause, like there's a lot of us that are kind of disturbed about the current, you know, music condition. I would have to say uh-huh. condition. There's very few artists that I really like, and most of the time it's people that have been around for a long time, but as far as, like, some of the new cats, it's not. It's like they. I, I appreciate growth and evolution, and I appreciate people bringing something new to the table. What I don't appreciate is when they, you know, they bring something new and they act like the old stuff is played out, like you know, it's not important anymore. So they bring mm-hmm. out this new stuff, and this new stuff is just like straight horrible. It has no message whatsoever. It's like. I love to dance, but you're taking advantage of me wanting to dance <laughs> by playing some stupid lyrics that goes with it. You know, like, it's all about the beat now. Stop even rapping. Just play the damn music, you know. And and most of the time, the DJ's got to remix that stuff, you know, or somebody mm-hmm. else come in and do it. So what's your opinion about this, this 
current situation? Uh, what you know what? And, and I'm gonna look at it like this. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You might get a little mad with me half and half. And, and half, I agree with you. You know, I think you know, rap is the most egotistical sport in the world. Remember, everybody think they are the best and they the shit. And what they do, everybody. And it's called Simon Says too, because. You know, I mean, you, you you know, like I say, you give people directions and they and if they follow, they're going to follow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, I think with, with a lot of the young guys, I'm going to speak upon the first part of your question, you know, with, where they think the old stuff is re- irrelevant because that's the ego and it's the arrogance about it. And, and, you know, they think what they're doing is hot because they get on the radio and the video and, you know, and, and things like that. But then they get to reality. And, and see, this is the reality that nobody out there sees. See when that album come out, and they've been on radio and been on video all 106 and 42,000 times, and then when the album come out and they do 5,000 the first week and the label drop them, see, that's when reality hit them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what mostly happens to a lot of little gimmick songs or whatever would not. Now, when it comes to the gimmick songs, the only thing that I think that I, I like about them mm-hmm. is because, honestly, it's safe rap. And what I mean by safe rap, you know, we used to do shows where we come in one way and one way out, and we got the worst of the worst in that city, and it ain't no, it ain't no, no guarantee we gonna make it home that night. You know what I'm saying? Because our music was what they were going through, and they were just wild with it, and anything could break off at any time. And I look at like a lot of these little kids that do these do these little safe songs. It's like they dancing and they having fun. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they make it home after these shows. You know, you go to Soldier Boy show, you gonna make it home. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be a fight. It's not going to be an incident. And I like that part about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's innocent, but I, I feel it should stay in this lane But because I, I think right. some DJs, you know what I'm saying, I do think that, you know, that, wow, if you're in a club and everybody 25 and over, you know what I'm saying, why are you playing something like that? You know what I'm saying? When, you know, it's other hot songs that you could be playing. And then I think a lot of, the, you know, I understand, too, the new set of DJs out there, I mean, that call themselves DJs because, you know, a DJ to me in my era was somebody that, that can handle his business on them wheels of steel, not just blend a song or when one song go off, throw this other hot one on. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, so this right. new age of DJs, you know what I'm saying, they they, they feel like their their job is, you know, where they, they play these little songs. I mean, if they're coming from that era, you know what I'm saying, and, and then they get a hot name, they the ones now they're in the club or whatever, whatnot, and, and a lot of the, the real DJs been phased out. So you don't go to a club now and really get a mixture of, you know what I'm saying, like you say, if you mess around, like I always say, Jay-Z, you might play, you know, Jay and Pharrell's song. You know, that was a hot-ass song, you know what I'm saying, or or, or, or Kelly Fiesta, some shit like that, or a Nas song, you know what I'm saying, or a game song or whatever, would not, you know what I mean, and, and now, you know what I'm saying, like you say, you get about 20 songs straight of, of about 20 different dances, and and to be honest with you, man, all I know how to do is electric slide. I can't do none of that other shit. So, you know, it's 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 hard for me. You know what I'm saying? To be in a club, then being an artist and know I might have a hot club song, and they don't play it because they don't have room and time for it because they got 25 gimmick dance songs. You know what I'm saying? But but then on the other side, the side you're gonna hate me on. I mean, I guess. You got to keep the dance floor, and, and, and these people like doing these little dances and whatever, whatnot. And I think the, the, the all the lyrics has been lost, and I'm going to tell you why I said it's been lost. On one of my songs I got called I Get It, where I say I'm going to bring New York, yet, New York back. 
you know, Yankee City, you know, Timberland, grimy motherfuckers that taught the world how to rap. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of New York guys that, that might have gave you them strong-ass lyrics, you know what I'm saying, it's almost like they're not doing different styles. It's like they got com- complacent, and they just chill. Like, nigga, I done made money. I done sold records. I'm such and such. And they don't put out nothing and thought maybe, okay, three years later, I can come back with something when my money ain't right. You know, and then you can't because times change. You know what I'm saying? And so I think by New York not being really relevant in, 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 in the hip-hop scene right now, that's why you got so much of all this bullshit. Because you, at one time, you know, you know you had a hot Fat Joe song. You had a hot, you know what I'm saying, Jay-Z song. You had a hot Nas song. You had a hot, um, let me see, um, I mean, you had a hot Roots song come out of Philly. I mean, you had... I mean, you had all these different, you had somebody out of Jersey, how the Red Man, a Method Man song. You know what I mean? You had all that to mix in there, whatever, would what not. You know what I'm saying? A fabulous song, something hot. Even Cameron, you know what I'm saying? No matter what people think of Cam, he had some hot, he did a few hot songs that popped off. You know what I'm saying? Jim Jones, I haven't heard much from him. I mean, a lot of yeah. these guys sit back and get complacent and they get caught in this mixed CD shit. You know what I'm saying? Where, yes, there's nothing wrong with that, but then they put these mixed CDs out and they just push it in certain areas or whatever would not, and then hope that get hot, then they come back. Why don't you be, a, you know, don't be afraid, man. Fuck, step up and put an album out. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I think why, as long as New York is not really in the mix, you know what I'm saying, because Cali would game, they stay in the mix. Snoop makes sure Cali be relevant. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times it, it's not a mixture no more, even with the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Twister come up every once in a while, and I love Twister. But when you don't have that mixture to to play as a DJ, you know what I'm saying, guess what? You got to fill it up with something. And if all you got to fill it up with is these dance songs and these people with this stuff that sometimes I can't understand the hook, I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you feel they gonna, you're going to do it. And then another thing, too, the clubs is filled with youngsters now. You feel what it I'm is. saying? I mean, and so... Guess what? Those youngsters are listening to, and I'm not saying nothing bad, like Waka Flocka Flame or whatever, they're listening to that. You know what I'm saying? So the DJ got to play. If he look out there and see the little skinny jeans guys and all that, you know what I'm saying, the little small jean guys, he going to play small jean music. You feel what I'm saying? So, I mean, so, you know what I mean? But that's why when you come to New Orleans, you got clubs where they're going to play grown-up stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to bring you back. You know, you're going to get in the house of blues and, and DJ Spin, more than likely he's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And when he go to doing his set, it's going to be crazy. And you're going to be like, no, he didn't play that. Oh, that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but I guess a lot of the clubs, though, got that, that, that I'm not going to lie, that 21 to 25 crowd in there with the small jeans, man. And they play small jean music. That's what I call it. You know what I'm trying to hear? I, I, when it comes to New Orleans, I know they got like this big blues factor going on. I want to hear somebody be creative and take some blues and mix it with some hip hop. I want to hear that. Well, I mean they have it. I mean you you know my guys. I mean on the radio because they don't play no, that I mean, on the radio. I mean you know what? A lot of New Orleans music gets passed by. You know what I'm saying? And in the station in New Orleans, they play what they play. You know what I'm saying? I mean and. You know, you they play New Orleans artists, but a lot of New Orleans artists, and that's and this this the thing that bothered me about my city. They don't branch out. You know, they got a lot of guys down there got songs, man. That you know, what I'm saying, I mean that you know, one of my favorite groups at all times is, is called Partners in Crime. 
has got mm-hmm. misdemeanor and can't go slam. I mean, to me, you know, they never really juvie put them out a little bit, but they never really got out there. And they, they I mean, it's unbelievable talent. It's crazy. I mean, and, and you got guys, we have a hip-hop movement down there that's real strong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you get down there, you'll see you got certain nights at Tipitina's and different places where it's just straight hip-hop where, put it like this, if I walk in there knowing I did street shit, you know what I'm saying, they they really don't fuck with me like that. You know what I'm saying? They really backpack, they backpack Timberlands and Dreads. You know what I'm saying? We have a strong hip-hop movement, but they stay in New Orleans. They don't try to branch out. They don't try to put their stuff out. They don't try to, you know, get to that next level like they should. But we have it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and we got guys, we got like the little guy, Trombone Shorty, who's well-known jazz trombonist, trumpetist. I mean, he's a shit. Got shit with Lenny Kravitz. He does a oh, lot yeah. of stuff with his jazz with a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? He has something with Mystical that's going to be ridiculous. That straight Uh-oh. New Orleans jazz is ridiculous. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we have it. It's just a lot of guys just don't branch out. They just maybe won't be the king of New Orleans. I don't know. You know, so. Now, I have a song that I really, 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 really appreciate you doing called America Stand Up. And <laughs> tell us, before I put it on, tell us what, what made you want to write that. Well, I mean, it was just one during my time when I told you I just didn't want to really be in music no more. But, you know, I have a political side of me, you know what I'm saying? Being in the military and at the time, the first Gulf War and the situation and the things, and then just watching my city, you know what I'm saying, and and growing up in New Orleans, you know what I'm saying, and and knowing what, you know what I'm saying, growing up in New Orleans meant, you know, and then just, just dealing with, you know, just situations, you know, with America where it's almost like saying to myself, like, Yo, we got, you know, my mother is a cancer survivor. She lost, you know, one of her breasts when I was like five years old. I didn't know no better, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, I mean, and, and my thing is you spend a trillion dollars, you know what I'm saying, to fight a war to get some oil fields and to get certain land so you can run the oil pipeline from one country to to sea, which we know to move the Taliban out, and that's another story and all that. But mm-hmm. you have people, you have our women dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't you think if you took just one trillion of that, that 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 two three trillion you spend, and just say I'm gonna put it in cancer research, I know you can find a cure for that and save not just it's not a skin color thing with cancer. You know what I'm saying? It's people starving in America, and there's no reason. I was in the military, and when we would come back in from overseas, we couldn't bring the food that was on our ship. We would have to throw, we couldn't bring it back in the United States. We left with it, but we couldn't bring it back, and we would throw pallets and pallets and pallets of food away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and that's ridiculous that we, that we, that people starve here in this country. It's no reason you, no one should go without, a child should go to sleep without a meal. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't have lights. You know what I'm saying? We, you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's even in the state of Louisiana, just the oil drilling thing, you know what I'm saying? You know, they should receive subsidies from that, you know what I'm saying, where no one in Louisiana should ever be broke, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. they do in Saudi Arabia. It's a lot in this country that, that I think that it's right there and it's evident, and I think what it is, you know, the rich, does, you know, it's like with the Medicare thing that Obama did, you know what I'm saying? See, what, what mm-hmm. people don't understand why they didn't really want that to happen, you know what I'm saying, because it's like, 
that rich person now can now will be at, at this big hospital, and you can have some poor person can now come to that same hospital and get care mm-hmm. from that same doctor. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to sit in the same waiting room with someone that they felt was beneath them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's a shame that this country like that, and, uh, and it's fucked up that Americans want to be Americans when there's a war. When 911 happened, everybody was American and proud to be American and love America. Well, okay, why you ain't love America when America was, was, was you know, education is not right. Where, you know what right. I'm saying, I mean, where, you know, racism is, is, is open, it's right there. And, and then even our old people, you know what I'm saying, we have elderly people. They helped build this country. They mm-hmm. worked hard to make sure this country is here. Why the fuck should they be still standing there the only way they can survive and pay their bills is they walk, they working in Walmart, handing out smiles and stuff like that when you walk in or saying uh-huh. hello, good evening, or checking your receipt. No elderly person should work in this country, mm. you know, at that age. They should be well taken care of. Social Security, that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it's like you forget about our elderly, and that's, you know, but you can rebuild another country, but let some elderly person go without eating or go, or bills don't be paid. That's, they just, work certain, that's yeah. just certain elderly people. Yeah, I just feel like you don't forget them. You know you what I'm don't. saying? What I'm you know, and is, even it's ridiculous. I worked at a bank, and I had a lot of elderly customers that had a lot of money. And what I'm thinking of is before somebody gets to be where they have to retire, the government itself, and now leaving it up to the individual all the time because they don't always know, should either educate or provide some type of, you know, fund or whatever, mm-hmm. so all of them could have a nice livable amount of money and not be living off of those $700 a month, you know. And, and that's my level. point. And that's my point because it don't cover. And I just feel right. like it hurts It hurts when I see an elderly person having to work in, say, McDonald's to be able to, outside their little Social Security, have to, get, have, to, have to stand there, you know what I'm saying, and probably work all their damn life. And then they have to take a job like that, which is not, a, you know, a bad job, but, it, but for someone like that to have to do that so they can survive. And then they, they and, 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 and all they work and hard-earned work and taxes they paid over the years helped kept this country running. And I feel like that, when I did that song, it was aimed at a lot of that. And it was, you know, and even the AIDS situation, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just on the strength, right. you know, of, of, of not putting the money possible, or even if there is a cure, and we know how business is, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, because medicine is big business. AIDS yes, is big is. business, because as long as you, you, if you give the cure, then guess what, you know what I'm saying, nobody has to buy that medicine no more, you know what right. I'm saying, because then people will be cured, you know what I'm saying, and guess what, then the pharmaceutical companies don't make money, and the government mm-hmm. don't make the money off the pharmaceuticals. So it's almost like you're keeping this right here. You're keeping mm-hmm. this right here, knowing that you probably have a cure for that. You have a vaccine for that because you created it. You know what I'm saying? So why you mm-hmm. if you create something, I'm sure you know how to 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 cure it. You right. know what I mean? And, and 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 like I said, it just all those things were going through my head. You know what I'm saying? When I when I did the song, and it was like late one night, and I had my son with me, and he was staying with me for the summer, and it was his first time being with me. You know what I'm saying? And and it was just like. You know, just looking at him, and, and my mother told me, look at look at him. He is you. You know what I'm saying? You want to know how you were? Just watch him. And, you know, and I was just sitting there looking like, yo, this is the, the country that my boy going to be raised in. I might not be here to see it, but 
you know, I mean, this 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 fucked up. Someone got to say something, you know, and and you know, and just like the end because they wanted to use that song before I let you play. It. They wanted to use the song for um, World Peace Day or something in the United Nations, and uh-huh. they wanted me to change a part of it, and I refused to change. It. What? Well, they you know, to it was a it was a republic it was a Republican person that that sent oh, the message. They wanted me to change the part where I said, "Mr. Bush, in your last days, you know, do what's right, make your wrong right." To my, you know, bring the troops home, and they was like, "Yo, just take his name out, and you know, this this song gonna be used world. His name is gonna be a, we gonna have it up for download. We are gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna be a big thing." And I'm like, you know, and I and I and when I went and did it, and I changed it, and I and I never sent it to him because I was like, you know, that's my freedom of speech. You know, I really felt I didn't That's say right. nothing bad. You know, I said, hey, right your wrong. You know that was wrong. You know that war was wrong. Write it and bring them home. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, that, that song, you know, I, I pray that it really gets heard one day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because if you look at the just even a premonition of it, you know what I'm saying, with, 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 with you know, Obama and things like that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, it was just, it's a song that I think, like I said, that came from my frustration of my country and not trying to figure out how can I make a difference, what can I do, what can I say, you know, but fuck it, I'm just going to say whatever. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. And that's what it was about. And I and can feel that when I listen to it. And one more thing, I'm black, of course, and the <laughs> guy that's singing is white. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that, that was another message that I really was hoping that people would get to see when we were thinking about shooting a video because, you know, to have, uh, you know what I'm saying, two main entities of racist in one song, singing that, a white guy singing the, singing the hook as well as me doing the lyrics, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, I mean, that's something, you know, I think that people, that I wanted people to really see and pay attention to, that sure. we both still feel the same values, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What's the name of the artist? Um, His name is Jake Smith. He's out of Kentucky, um. He's he's a beast, you know what I'm saying? It's Jay Smith, he's out of um right outside Louisville, man. He's gonna kill me because I forgot what city, you know, um in Kentucky he's out of. <laughs> but um yeah, he's he's on a few songs that I have, man, but he just I sent it to him and you know, and I was just like, you know, I need you to give me this, you know what I'm saying? Give me something, you know, and man, he sent it back and I just stared at it like stared at the screen like, Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, because we, 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 we actually sent it to, to Obama's campaign people, and they were like, thank you, you know, but, and I, we, you know, like, okay, we'll we'll get it out there. It's not a problem. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, you know, you, you have so many opportunities to get it out there. All you have to do, if you start with the Internet, you're going directly to the ear of the people. So I would think that that would be your first your first step. Yeah, but you know that was my honestly. That was that period of time I told you where I was like, yeah, I I, I want to deal with this, but no, I'm just doing music. You know what I'm saying? And it was one of them, and it may sound crazy. It was one of them songs that okay, anything happened to me, I want this song to get out there. You know what I'm right. saying? It was one of those type of things where you know I didn't really push it too hard, and then you know the label that I was dis- distributing it through or whatever or not, they loved it. They wanted to go with it, they wanted to do things with it, and I think after that United Nations thing happened, you know what I'm saying, you know, and I, I wouldn't change it, so they kind of backed away, and, 
you know, I really didn't worry about it too much. And I just put it out there like, okay, here. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, let me play it for my audience to hear and mm-hmm. get their opinion. Um, if, and let me just let the audience know, anybody in the chat room, and by the way, thank you, everybody in the chat room and everybody that's listening is not in the chat room. If you want to ask Mr. Servon questions, feel free to call us at 347-237-5050. If you have Skype, it is absolutely free for you to use Skype. And you're more than welcome to continue on the conversation. You can come to our chat room as well. But I'm going to go ahead and play this song because it's something that really touched me, and I think that it should be promoted big time because it does state a big message that we should all hear. Virginia Tech, Taliban, Katrina, Iraq, Afghanistan, breast cancer, AIDS, drug abuse, immigration, our senior citizens, America, all we asking, America the great, see us, love us again. 33 dead and then see it coming, Lord. Every day don't shave, hat pulled over his eyes. Y'all ain't seeing pride, Lord. Colorblind Lord, they ain't see it coming. Murder video games, black trench coat. His parents ain't see his pains running. I ask you, God, to forgive them. They know not what they do. But God, this America for once, please listen. How are you? They lost, they blind. They hearts too young to be strong. They from a neglectful and hurtful time, Lord. Get our prayers as parents do our kids suffer. It's America, the home of the free, the brave. I love you. Beautiful ball playing girls called out their name. Now they turn us rappers, giving us the final blame for change, Oprah. An American soldier in Iraq, I need him home, Lord. It don't make our country cowards, let Iraq solve their problems on their own, Lord. I beg you, Mr. President, hear my song. Make your final days in office great, writing your greatest wrong, Iraq.
youth, to violence and to drugs. We losing our greatness to racism. We losing our greatest gift, our women, the AIDS and breast cancer. America, stand up. We didn't ask for Katrina, no tornadoes, Lord. Lord, I don't question your decisions. I'm just fighting my religion, Lord. Immigration laws, citizen back to bad and also the good. This America, color should never vanish from a neighborhood. The wounded coming back, will we ignore them again? Or will it take a Clint Eastwood movie to show us our sin, Lord? Old folks forgotten in this country. Remember when they were young folks, they the reason we got this country. America, stand up. I like that. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. I hope everybody enjoyed that song. I really do. Because I love the when you change your your let's say path to from one way of performing your music or, or you know, whatever your song content is about to something that everybody can relate to. It it just shows your versatility because everybody can't be like that. You know, some people can't just focus on on everything going on in the world and then turn around and do some stuff that, you know, just for fun. You are very talented, and, you know, you should never, ever stop what you do. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And, I mean, you know, it's, I think, you know, sometimes it's about finding, you know, what, 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 what your place is. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and I had a friend of mine, you know, mom, she passed. You know, his, I mean, his, she passed, my dude, my, my guy, Lionel, you know what I'm saying? Um, his mom passed, and she once told me something, and I used to laugh at it, you know, and she was like, you know, because we used to always laugh and talk and, and whatever, whatnot, and she used to like, you know, one day, you know what I'm saying, you know, you, you know, because I said on the song where I, you know, I say I fight my religion sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because my, my belief in God is deep, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and I'm finding my way back. You know, I, I have to be better with it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, some people say, oh, I'm all the way there. You know, but I, I be honest, I have to, you know, and she used to tell me, say, oh, one day you're going to be a preacher. Are you going to do a song that way? And I and I used to be like, you know, nah, nah, you know, I'm going to be me. I'm going to keep it in the streets or whatever. You know, and I laugh and joke with her. And, you know, and when I when I did that song, you know, and I, and I look back and I listen to it, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, and I felt, I felt okay doing that. I didn't feel like I was like, because, you know, you get so much when you're in this game and you come one way, people expect you to be one way. Like, they're always like, yo, I want that old servo, and I want that old servo from No Limit. And I'm like, I don't know how to recreate that because my life is not in turmoil like it was when I did that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, you know, I love life. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy my kids, you know, and things like that. I mean, and, and also, I, I, I've, I have a outspoken side of me that, you know, political-wise that, you know, and that song was like more like, you know, my political song, you know what I'm saying, that I really wanted to express my opinion of what's going on because I think a lot of people, you know, people always scream, you know, and I'm not, you know, even our black leaders, you know what I'm saying, the ones that we're supposed to have, and I'm going to say it that way, you know, because sometimes our black leaders are only leaders when the limelight is on, when the light's on. 
You know what I mean? We had a lot of we had a lot of people that came when Katrina happened, but everything is still not that good in New Orleans. You know, you know, where are they now? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and, and I think sometimes it's like, you know, if you're going to, you know, like they say, everybody can be a soldier when it's not a war. you got to be a soldier at all times. And I think, you know, politically-wise, you know, people be afraid sometimes to speak up because afraid of the ramifications or somebody might dig into their past or their bad wrongs. And, and, and I'm like, yo, i got a effed up past, but so what? I'm going to still speak my mind if I feel something is wrong. And a lot of those issues, you know what I'm saying, even the beginning with the Columbine and Virginia Tech and things like that, I mean, you know, I made the statements that I made, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of our youth, they're, they're, they're confused. And a lot of the parents don't see it because either some of the parents are still in the club themselves, you know what I'm saying, or either, you know, they're too much worried about their love life or whatnot and don't see the troubles, trouble in their in they children. You know what I'm saying, and 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 that and that's the you know and and that's where some of those things happen at. You know what I'm saying, or they feel like they give them everything because you can give a child everything, but you know what I'm saying, if you don't give them that proper attention and love, you don't know which path they're gonna follow to try to find that, and it might be a wrong path. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's you know I mean, and 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 people are talking about the world get better like in New Orleans. We you know we've been having a violence violence problem. You know, and, and I, I think a lot of it, you know what I'm saying, it has to do with just a lot of programs are not there. And nobody is speaking about that. I mean, when I was growing up, I had sports. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you had the park, you know what I'm saying? You had basketball. You had all the little the parks to go play ball and the teams that you can get on or whatever, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of that's not there. And it's not even just, for, you know, since Katrina or whatever, whatnot. And those programs are not there. You know what I mean? And and I think, you know, spend less money on some of the things that they're building. And even just around the nation, I mean, at one time people fussed about sports. Okay, all, you, all you're teaching them is to, to be a, a basketball player, a football player, they're not getting education. But you know what? I look at it like this. At least they were not committing crimes. They were playing sports. You know what I'm saying? They were not selling drugs or being hooked on drugs. Or young ladies, you know what I'm saying? were playing sports, they were in the sports, they were in the things, you know, where they're not they're not out there getting caught up with the wrong guy in the wrong situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know, and it's like not not you fussed about those things, now kids are not doing them and they're not there and you're fussing about they don't have nothing to do with their time. And they're committing crimes or they're falling victim to crimes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how do you want it? You took away one entity you know what I'm saying, which was sports. You know, and I, and I, it, I think a lot of people won't speak about those things, and that song had a lot to do with it, you know what I'm saying, you know, that was going through my mind at that time also. Yeah, music is another thing. When they took the music out of the schools and they privatized everything, and then the only people who can afford to privatize, you know, services are people who make some money, like upper middle class and, and above. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything like that for, you know, the lower lower class and poverty stricken communities where people can really enjoy the love of music. And they don't teach them anymore. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. You have to go into an organization or, or like a special little community group, but then they have their limits uh-huh. and they don't get any money. They don't get supported by the community or the government or anything like that. If you if you're gonna take the money out of the school system for music or sports, what did you do with the money? 
you know, that would have been my question. What, what happened to the money? Because it was there before. So what happened yeah, to and, it? Because you didn't do nothing and, else. You know, it. that's funny, too, because, like, in the city of New Orleans, high school bands are the shit. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, Mardi Gras, even when it's not Mardi Gras, you know, and you used to have bands that consist of 200 youngsters, you know what I'm saying, in one mm-hmm. band, in a high school band. You know what I mean? And a lot of the, you know, you took music out these schools. They don't, you know, have the money there for them to, to get them uniforms, to get instruments. I mean, you know, it's a lot that they took away, you know, in programs. And, I mean, and, and that was another thing that kept kids out of trouble in my city because they were in the band. And then a lot of guys got scholarships to go to college just because they played a drum or whatever or, or cymbals or whatever, whatnot. I mean, and now when you think about it, you, you look at it, if it was 100 guys in that band, in that, in that high school students in that band, and say 50 of them got scholarships, and say say 25 of them graduated, you know, that's 25 black, young black professionals that was put into corporate America, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in different fields. And that's not happening no more. I mean, they take away from that. I mean, and another thing, they took prayer out of school. And I think that that's something because, you know what, you know, going to school in the morning and saying a prayer, whatever, would not, you know, it, it also put, to me, put God on these kids' mind and also put, you know, right. just some Even type of goodness. Moment. You know what I'm Even saying? For yeah, a for a moment, and it put some type of goodness in them, you know what I'm saying, and you took that out, you know what I'm you saying, because of political that out views. taking out the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. and yeah. Been, like, saying nothing about their country. You just go to school, period. Yeah. And 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 then then also with school, I think also with the education that 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 is is bad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they're so confused with what they teach kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and and it, it's just like an emphasis where like they came with these leap tests and things like that, where a kid has to you know pass that test to graduate. Now, what if that child? And this this is and it happens to a lot of kids. Well, this child could be a good student all year long and have a bad day, not feeling well that morning, and they fail that test. You know what that does to a child's self-esteem? You know that, okay, I'm not graduating. I worked four years. You know what I'm saying? They, like they're saying they want to see what they've learned over these years. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, it's a lot of different things that, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and they want to keep kids in school longer. That's, that doesn't help. You know no, what I'm saying? I mean, you know. They're saying that because they want to get them yeah. off the street. And, but the thing is, they need to pay these teachers. Well, mm-hmm. I, that's the most imp- that's one of the most important jobs in this world. A teacher, she shapes your child. She really raises your child. He or she really raises your child because she has your child eight hours of the day, basically. You know what I'm saying? And when you're gonna pay, you're gonna have them with a low salary. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna pay maybe a truck driver, or a bus driver, a, a city bus driver more than what you pay a teacher. You know what I'm saying? But then you complain about the education. If I was a teacher, I probably wouldn't work that hard either if I'm going to have to deal with someone's child all day and you pay me little. And if I make one mistake... And I go to another job after that. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's why this country is so crazy. How could you pay... A teacher should be one of the highest paid, you know what I'm saying? Teachers should get paid like lawyers get paid. Same with a district attorney. Yeah. Yeah. If a district attorney should that, that should get the same money as district attorney because he's mm-hmm. putting them in jail and it's not to go to jail. Now, okay, how you wanna do this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and I think that, that, that has a lot to do with our youth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean that's it's 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 we have a backwards country. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's just that simple. 
Now, in relation to um, the way music is put out now, what kind of message would you send to anybody that's like, you know, getting into it for the first time and and just pretty much feeling their way around with, you know, kind of merging the uh, classic art and uh, current art? Like, what kind of message would you give them to create the best kind of music for this, this generation now? Okay, number one, I think, you know, you can't be someone else. You have to find who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, don't, you know, listen to, you know, I, I would tell them, go into history, you know what I'm saying? Buy, see what your big brother or somebody or your uncle, what he was listening to, what he liked, and listen to them and find the successful. You know, do your homework. It's about education. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, you, you find out what's hitting. You got, you know, music is music is, is, is a seasonal thing. You can't put out a slow, um, I would say, thoughtful song in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but you can't if you want to sell some records. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to know what type of song to put out and what type of your album going to drop. You really have to sit down, and, and these kids have to learn education of music, you know what I'm saying, the demographics of it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If you're somebody that, say, do songs like um, Soldier Boy, I'm going to use that as an example. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, then you need to find out where he sell records at. That's where you place your record at. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, when you sit, you go in the studio, you do some. I mean, what I used to do is I used to go and sit in strip clubs, and, and yes, I looked, <laughs> but, I, I, but also, but also, I listened to what song he played. That that honestly made you know, she did her thing, mm-hmm. but. I watched the guys that watched her and, and, and how they was bobbing their head and, you know, and, and guys that leave from a strip club and go find that song. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like studying. Yeah, I went in there, looked at what I, like I said, admitted again, and but then at the same time I paid attention to that music. And then I went in clubs, and I would tell youngsters, go in clubs, see what's making the club jump and see what's making the club pop. And you go make these those your, your version of you, how you talk, what you say, what's going on where you at. But make a well all around album. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that, don't have ten dance songs. You know what I'm saying? At No Limit, we had a chart. We had to do certain type of songs. We had eight, I think, seven type of songs we had to do. Then the rest we did what we wanted. You know what I'm saying? And you make an all around album. You know, I would expect you to make a conscious song because I know bad shit going on in your hood. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't dancing in your hood. You know That's what I'm right. saying? I mean, you know, I mean, you, 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 if you got a, a kid, you know what I'm saying, you make mm-hmm. a song to that child. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that song might do for somebody else. I mean, I know you go way back. You remember Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs or whatever, whatnot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When he had to be a father to your child. That song meant something. It made a lot of men be like, yo, I got I to gotta take care of mine. You know what I'm saying? You know, Pop Deal Mama. Oh, no matter all, uh, people always remember Pop for all the beef and all that. But if you listen, man, you listen to Dear Mama, it made you look, if you really wasn't showing the love to your mother, guess what it did for you? It made you look at Mama like, you know what, I appreciate my mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and it's like, you know, even even Pop got a song called My Best, the best song ever called Unconditional Love. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, and I, I would tell these young kids, you know, that, you got to make an all-around album. Be versatile. You know what I'm saying? I mean, show your lyrical skills. Don't, don't just do 10 dance songs. Like I said, make a song that a New York rapper would respect. You know, make a song that a Cali rapper would like. 
make a song that 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 you can one day do a show in in the Midwest because your song is hitting out there. This certain song, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, be an all around artist, and you'll sell more records, and you'll last longer, and you'll create different cores of fans, and you'll continue to be able to eat and take care of your family. You know what I mean? And, and but 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 beginning in the beginning, learn the business. You know what I'm saying? It's a book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business. Get it. You know, read. It's not gonna hurt. You 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 can you can sit around and read Source and all that stuff, which is good magazines and rap pages, or whatever. You know what I mean? But you know, and 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 vibe and all that. Get that book and learn. You know what I'm saying? And also strive to be your own boss in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? The same way, like I tell youngsters. You know, they tell me they won't do this and do that. Okay, I can see you stand up here and got a thousand dollars worth of clothes on from head to foot. But you telling me, man, I can't get in no studio. Okay, well maybe if you just had you went to Burlington and got a hundred and fifty dollar outfit, you know what I'm saying? You got eight hundred and fifty dollars left, you can go in studio and spend time in somebody's studio for about three, four hours and spend two hundred dollars, you still got six hundred and fifty left. Now I take you get up you get hundred, two hundred singles pressed up for three ninety nine and you still got enough to get you to pay somebody to blast it on the internet. Now that thousand dollars you just that I just showed you about that eight well eight fifty that I just showed you you just put your album out, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and set up PayPal and everything, and you're seeing revenue as you go on. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's about learning about the business and being mm-hmm. your own boss. This is America, like they say. Take advantage of they say America. You know what I'm saying? Home of the brave and all that stuff and land of opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And, and freedom of speech. Well, okay. You, this is the this is a country where you can make money whenever you want to and how you want to. You know what I'm saying? And these youngsters have to understand that. You know, all of them dream about being on TV and won't be with the, the next major. Understand that these major labels, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they, they make money off your words and your dreams and your pains and your tears. For the rest you know of what your I'm saying? life. Yeah, for the rest <laughs> of your life. So you know what? You know what I mean? You know, make that choice. You know what I'm saying? Don't run behind them. Make them run to you. Make them give you the mm-hmm. deal of the lifetime like Baby had, like P had, like Jay-Z gets now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I commend that shit with Rock Nation. I mean, um, the, the Live Nation, whatever it is, that ain't everybody some other 50 million. You know what, fuck that. That should have gave him 200 million because he's going to make him 400 million. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, but he put himself in that position. You know what I'm saying? The peas and the puppies and all them, they put themselves in those positions. You know what I'm saying? And but you know, I tell any youngster, start off being your own boss. You're not too you're never too young to control your own destiny. And it starts with your education and then when you get in that studio, man, make good music. If you won't make a dance song, go find do it. Hey, I did it. I had one called Head and Shoulders or whatever. But that was one song on my album. You know what I'm saying? I mean the rest of it was was street stuff. It was conscious stuff. Stuff to my to 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 my girlfriend at the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I had different songs. You know, I had the songs. You know what I'm saying? Having it so close, talking about debt and things like that. I mean, you had you you had to have. You know what I'm saying? You know, a, all around album. Then you can consider yourself an artist. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid to take a chance. Like some people might say, I ain't getting on that song. You know what I'm saying? Some of the Craziest sounding songs that were the biggest hits ever, mm-hmm. and I, you know what I'm saying. And they probably and that artist probably wasn't. He, he looked at it like, yo, I just won't get on this beat. And I learned, and I and I deal with that with young artists now. 
Well, I tell them, hey, I need to get on this song. Oh, I ain't feeling that. You ain't feeling that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I got more plaques on my wall than you got underwear. You got drawers. So I think mm-hmm. I must know something. You know, right. get on this song. And, and and we didn't have a choice like that, you know, our era, where it was like if somebody put a song in front of you and it just had symbols, you rapped on it because you wanted to get on. And I don't think these youngsters have that, that hunger like that right now. You know what I'm saying? They want to be paid like Biggie and Pac and respect like Biggie and Pac, but never earn and walk through what, what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and that's that's the one problem with a lot of these youngsters is, like, that's where they show their lack of skills. Because whatever beat a person put in front of you, if you, you know, rap is an art. If you are, if you really a rap artist, I don't give a fuck what beat it is they put. I don't care if they put a gospel song. You should be able to find rhythm on that song and handle your business and turn it into something. That's right. You know what I'm saying? If it's a jazz song or a blues song like you like, you know what I'm saying, you should be able to handle it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, look at most Def. I mean, most Def is a beast when it comes to those type of songs. You know what I'm saying? He is. I mean, you know, so, but what if he'd have been like, I ain't rapping on that type of stuff. He wouldn't mm-hmm. be most Def. Nope, you know wouldn't. what I'm saying? I mean, and, and I mean, you just... Even with, with 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 the West, you know what I'm saying. I mean, what if Snoop would have just said, "Oh, I ain't feeling gin and juice." That beat from Drake. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where would the West be? You know what I'm saying? Or G thing or whatever. Would not. I ain't feeling that, man. That's crazy. I want something sound like over here in New York. Okay. Where would you know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. and oh, but that era, our era, we loved what we do so much, and we wanted, and we were so hungry. We didn't care. We wanted to just get on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this right. new era, these youngsters, it got to be like this. So it got to be like that. And the studio got to be this certain way. Or You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, at No Limit, we, we had an office. And, and, and our studio, I mean, was so was small that the boot was inside of a, 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 a closet. It was a man-made boot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the room was small where we all couldn't fit in it. Just the producers being there, we sat in the next room. And all mm-hmm. those hits were made in there. You know what I'm saying? We used to call it the torture chamber. You go in there, you come out there sweating. You lose some weight if you want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a lot of these youngsters need, they need everything to be perfect. You know they what I'm saying? They need hotels. They need the ball. They got to have all you know, this. They they can't get started unless they got their weed. They got the drink. They, and if it's a male artist, they might need a few females. It, you know, female artists, they got issues with their boyfriends and they can't rap the night or sing the night because he mad and he upset and they ain't feeling the beat, man. And I, I just be like, oh, their hair ain't done. They're going to get there when mm-hmm. I just be like, wow, you know, what happened? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but that's rap in general because a lot of us, including myself and a lot of other artists from East Coast and whatever and down south, we sat back and we kind of got content and we just chilled and we let these little guys and then, you know, and the Internet popped up strong and we let these little guys become Internet stars, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. things like that, and which filtered into the TV and to on radio and not these are the guys that almost set the change, you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. set the trends or whatever or not, you know, and, and, and it's a lazy hour. You know what and I'm you saying? You know what? It's really... It, it, it's true because um, even with them 
taking it, you know, advantage of what opportunity they have with the internet. It's like they just jumped in it. They didn't really understand it, all the things you can really do. I mean, yes. you don't have to just get in it. It's you don't. It's all. It's not about just sitting up there in front of a camera on YouTube. It's a whole lot of deep, deep things inside the internet that can help you get your music. Oh man! And you don't even YouTube, have to man. have a whole lot of money. You know, it's all you gotta uh-huh. understand is the word viral. That's all you gotta understand. Mm-hmm. And you know the YouTube thing is funny, man, because boy, these guys be real gangsters on YouTube, man. They make yeah. threats with each other. They they always taping, jacking each other, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I know, I saw Yo, you know, you know, and I, I, I and I in the uh, crypt. Yeah, and I mean, I, I always thought, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, gangsters never wanted their criminal things to be caught. You know, what I'm saying, or, right. or be seen. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know with this era, you know, and, and I mean, and it's just like it's so different. And, and, you know, I mean, even with the just on the strength of the, the, the Internet thing, like you said, it's such a great advantage to using it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but then at the same time, you know what it takes from the artist to us today? They don't earn their right. You know what I'm saying? Like there are artists that will not do shows like in, in clubs. You know, you know that's where you earn your right. If you go to another city and they never heard your shit and you rock that motherfucker and they leave out there, then they go look for your shit. You know why? Because they don't get paid the same way when they do a concert. Because I, I mean, but them, them yeah, paid. I mean, but and I'm like, I, I know now this is where you started at. Why can't you go back to doing some of the small stuff too? Like but, going to the community where the people is buying your stuff. Why you gotta be? But they're not gonna do it. A lot of majors, not lot of major artists, man, will not do that, man. They will not go back and you know if it's not an arena, they ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, but they still quick to say I'm the streets. But you same right. people that you cool. that you claim you rap to, you won't even let them touch you. They can't see you live. And a lot of guys, but you know what that comes with also, because a lot of guys do these songs, man. That. They tough guys, and they talk all this talk, this bad talk, man. And they got a group of youngsters that's out there now that like, yo, when you come to my city, show me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so they really don't want to be involved in that environment. And that that's another thing that I tell I could tell youngsters. Do not talk that tough, tough stuff on these songs and act up because that's when you right. go to these other cities, you're going to have to prove it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not that type of guy, don't make yourself into that type of artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, because I know we did our shows. We had the worst of the worst out there. And, you know, you had to prove your point. We didn't We didn't walk in the back door. P made a point to say we're going to walk through the crowd. And we gonna, You know, y'all going to be able to touch us. Y'all going to be able to holler at us. We're going to come through y'all to get to, to, to serve y'all right now. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to say this is how we live and this is how we are, and then we're afraid and we come through the back door and then we get on the stage then we run off the stage. You know what I mean? And, and, I mean, it shouldn't be about all that, but at the same time, you know, when you talk that type of language, you know what I'm saying, you know, and a lot of guys do that, and they just sell records, and then they won't do, they won't do, and then you know what they'll find in these shows? It'll make you a better performer. See them club shows? You earn your right, man. When you get up down to them lights, and you sweating, and you're in there, and it's packed, and you can make them move and make them, you're going to feel better about yourself. There's nothing great in the world to be rapping and somebody standing right in front of you and they reciting your lyrics word for word with you and they dapping you all. It's like, you know, that's like the greatest joy and greatest feeling for me, you know what I'm saying, to to 
to really come in somewhere and handle my business, even if I do new stuff they never heard before. You know what I'm saying? When I walk off and somebody walk up, man, I'm feeling that. That's a, that's that's rap. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's when you earn your right. You know, I, I my, my life would change when in Virginia when I saw KRS-One do a show and <laughs> at, at this place, Harlem Night. And he was doing this show, and he stopped in the middle of his show, and he told him, if anybody else touched the stage, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> and when I tell you nobody touched that stage, I was like, yo. And they rocked with him. They didn't get mad with him. They rocked with him. I was like, you know what? i got to be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, and he earned it. You know, it was like he earned it. The first day he was rapping, and it was like, and then he just really he, he turned it off and went a cappella and freestyle and killed it. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's 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 an art that's lost. You know, even when if you tell guys right now, okay, put on a beat, let's freestyle. A lot of these young guys, they really can't. They might say some shit they wrote. You know what I'm saying? That they don't rehearse, but they really not a rap artist. They really couldn't get in that cipher and go at it. You know what I'm saying? That that cipher, you know, when you watch BT Hip Hop Awards, they always had these little cipher things now. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists wouldn't make it today with that, man. And that's what I'm saying to these youngsters, man. Practice your art. Practice doing a damn good show. You know what I'm saying? Because people pay their money to come see you. You know what I mean? And if money. you ever get to that point. <laughs> if you get to that point. Yeah, if you get to that point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, you know, time change. And that's what well, it is. It's okay because you know we always evolve in music, but it's it's okay. We we learn from everything that happens in our life, but everything that's a part of our life. And what I would, since we have like two minutes left, what I want to do is just thank you so much for coming to the show and bringing so much helpful and inspirational information, as well as educating the young folks listening today, and also mm-hmm. um, sharing your music with us. And what I'm going to do is I'll put a a podcast together for you with some um, clips from your music and just upload that on the show as well as on my pod host so my global audience mm-hmm. will have a chance to listen to it all as well. And um, okay. I would love to have you back on again. Um, we're going to be doing a special show. Where we're going to bring in some young people to listen to a lot of the things that people like yourself have to say in regards to, you know, keeping the violence off the streets and getting yourself educated and, and trying to take care of your business. So I would love for you to participate in that once we get it all set up. Okay. And, you know, I pre- very much I thank you, I mean, because I'm back on my journey with this, you know what I'm saying? And my last journey with it, you know what I'm saying, because I'm getting into other things from, you know, my movies I wrote and my book, you know what I'm saying. I'll come back one day and we yeah. talk about my book I bought that I wrote called Sexy Black Thoughts. It's erotic pluses. By oh, yeah, yeah, I want to talk yeah. to you about that because yeah. I, write, I, write I write that stuff too. Maybe we can collaborate. You ain't ready for me. You ain't ready for oh, me, girl. Oh, you like, just don't know. I'll, girl, I'll make you te- I'll make, I promise you I'll make you text yourself know. and tell yourself thank you. You don't want nothing. Well, so we're but, gonna talk about that outside yeah. of the show. <laughs> but okay, we will do that. But what I do want to say, I want to say thank you very much, and I appreciate people like you that's doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And and to anybody out there, man, don't don't ever be afraid to be great, man. No matter what people say to you, you know what I'm saying. Friends laughed at me, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I accomplished what I accomplished. You know, a female broke up with me when I recited LL song at a party, and she said I embarrassed her. And I'm like, okay, you'll see. You know what I'm saying? So no matter what, you know what I'm saying, in life, man, whatever it is you want, especially when you're a young black man, 
young black female, it is nothing in this world you can't do because it's harder for us to get it. That's why when you get it, you know what I'm saying, it's so much better. You know, so, you know, just the best I can tell y'all, don't be afraid to be great and do whatever the hell you want to do, man. Because when, you, when it's all said and done at your last minute, you know what I'm saying, your hour, your debt, you know, you're going to wish you had done any all the things you wish you wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, get it. That's the best way I can say. There ain't no limits to it. Well, I hope everybody's listening. And um, pe- people remember that you can download the show and keep it in your uh, computer media files. And thank you so much, Mr. Servan, for bra- gracing our presence. Um, we are out for the evening, and we will be back on later this week. People, please check the schedule. And, Mr. Sarvan, you have a wonderful night. I will be talking to you very soon. And I'll see you at Essence, Mama. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right.